We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're putting the Knicks fans through quite the emotional roller coaster in the first couple of games, but that was that was some wild win. Yeah, can I can I learn how to not to turn the ball over in the last couple of minutes? That'd be great. Uh, but uh, besides that, um, I mean, we kept fighting. That's a good team over there, and um, they had a lot of energy with the home opener. Uh, for us, uh, I mean, we just kept fighting. And that's that's all I really care about. The continuity has been outstanding, man. You guys over thirty assists tonight. Twenty. Lunas, Lunas and Mariah. I think this is your your first first uh, super chat of the uh, the new season. Let's talk about the RJ Leap Duke Duke passing, converting. Um, I don't know if you brought up Duke because Jalen Johnson also had a spectacular game, but um, regardless, yeah, Jalen Johnson, that kid's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, I, I I want I'm here to talk about the RJ Leap for the rest of the season. I mean, again, I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to do, go too crazy about it. I just it, it's I I want to attempt to keep things in perspective because it is only two games, um, but I will say couldn't script a better two games. And again, I want to go back to what I said at the top of the show. It's the way that he has done it. It is the way that he has done it with the passing and the decision making and letting the game come to him. Like I. RJ's a good, always been a good closer, even when he's had games that hasn't have not been great. I've always felt pretty like comfortable enough with the ball in his hands in the closing minutes. And again, which is saying something because I'm obviously not, I've never been his biggest fan. Um, there was a part of me like down the stretch of this game where I was like, you know, put the ball in RJ's hands. And I, and when they did it, I I really felt so comfortable, and I got scared for a minute when he briefly turned it over, and then through the past to Randall. So that's the biggest thing. Um, really looking comfortable with the ball in his hands right now. And, and that's, that's kind of the sign, right? When a guy, when a guy feels comfortable, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Um, I'm excited. I, and, and look, people, I'm sure people will, uh, give me shit because they think I, I don't like him. I just, I don't, there are certain types of players I, I have trouble wrapping my arms around and it's a combination of the decision-making and the inefficiency that has always bugged me. Um, I always wanted to want to like him and now I have an excuse to like him, which is great because 
you know, it's great for the Knicks and it's cool. Um, thanks, Lunas. Haitian Ferg, my man. RJ has taken off the blinders. Absolutely. Julius Randle was Draymond and JB is back. Yeah, we remember when we were like, ah, Jalen Brunson, maybe FIBA hangover, this other thing. No, I think Jay, I think Jalen's okay. Um, quick stayed in too long. Agree. Credit to Grimes on defense. Yes. Offense looks better when RJ passes. Is it a coincidence that they had the best passing game? It feels like we've seen in a very, 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 very long time. And I should let me I, I bad job by me because I kind of insinuated that the passing subsided in the fourth quarter because they had 27 assists going into the fourth quarter and they ended the game with only 30. That's a bad job by me because the passing didn't get worse. They just had tired legs and they missed their first eight threes, maybe even more than that of the fourth. So they would have, they would have um, probably gotten 32, 33, you know, if, if maybe this was later in the season and their legs were fully under them and, and the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, man, because when you combine the shot making gravity that Randall brings and and if the, you know if this version of RJ is real his shot making grab and and uh, no actually take a step back he's always had that gravity because you could always get downhill at will and that's why we've always said you could get down will at hill just cut out the crappy shots and use that ability to get downhill at will and, and use that power for good and turn some more of those actions into passes to open teammates when defenses collapse because they will always collapse. They will always collapse. It is what an NBA defense defaults to do if a guy is barreling down the lane. So if you put this passing from Randall and RJ into the rest of the offense, holy shit. I mean, and we thought we had a good last year with third ranked offense in the league. Maybe it could get even better. I don't know. Wild, wacky stuff. Um, thanks, Haitian. Um, Jacob Slavitt, what's going on, Jacob? RJ looked really in control over his game. Very promising. Glad to get a win regardless of how it ended. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, control over his game. I like how different people are figuring out different ways to verbalize the game that RJ had because they're all valid. They're all valid. Um, thanks, Jake. Appreciate it, man. Um, Keith, what's going on, Keith? Keith, you're always too generous. You really are. Um, only the fucking Knicks, insanity aside, I'll take the W. Good to see shots fall for us, but a lot of stuff to clean up. Was at the opening night, hence why I couldn't live chat the other day, but welcome um, back to the regular season, Mac. Keith, man, you, your generosity knows no bounds. Um, thank you. I uh, hope you had fun on opening night. Um, my list of things that I want to clean up right now let me think. Transition defense. Obviously. Transition defense. I mm, it's, it's 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 funny. It's weird to say it because like these are all things that have been they were bad last year. Transition defense, 
the way some of our perimeter players navigate screens and allow themselves to get taken out, not taken out of the play, but like, <laughs> I just like they're, they don't die on screens, but like, cause they're fighting, right? They fight. Like all of our perimeter guys fight, even Brunson, who's, you know, has physical, physical um, deficits. He fights. They all fight. But man, it's like, it's a little too easy for teams to get us in rotation. And you know, you know, if you're an opposing team, if you like it, you there are you don't need to make that many dominoes fall over for you to wind up with a good open look. Like it's gonna maybe it's three dominoes, maybe it's four dominoes, but like once you get that initial action going downhill, like it's you're, you're gonna get a good look. I just I you know and and we have some defenders who are good at like reconnecting the string after it breaks. Like Quickly's great at that. Quickly's one of the best in the league at that. I wish we we're better at that. So that's something. And I felt like that was what led to a lot of good looks from the Hawks tonight. Um, transition defense. I talked about, um, yeah. And then like the, 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 the nonsense, the silliness, you know, that um, again, I keep referring to it as silliness. So almost lost in the game. Uh, it's really it, you know, like that's really it. Like that we know why they lost the first game because stars didn't shoot well and they missed free throws. Um, but by and large, it's tough to complain. You know they've 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 done a lot of things well. So thanks, Keith. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Jasso Forkers, wonder if Brun cost himself three stars with that ending. Oh, he was never getting three stars. This was always going to be an RJ three stars game. Um. Honestly, man, I I would have to go do a full rewatch, but to me, there's more separation between RJ and whoever gets two stars, like than whoever the the one and two star guy. I'm inclined to say Mitch and Brunson are going to be the guys because I really did think Mitch was that good defensively. Um, with all due respect to Randall, Randall's going to have a tough honorable mention here. Uh, spoiler alert. I there's a real part of me that kind of wants to consider Mitch getting the two star guy for for this game. I I I cannot say enough about his defense. I thought his defense was really exceptional. Um, Hardenstein good too, but Mitch was Mitch was really great. Br- Br- Brunson will get something though. If 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 he doesn't get the the two stars, he's get he's getting the one star for sure. Um, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? Friday night, Knicks, RJ Hive eating well tonight. Yes. And uh, I mean, they're eating and I'm, man, you know how unpleasant this thing would be to eat? This is just, it's feathers and cardboard and wire and some rubber. This crow. Yeah, it's not, it's not what you want. Um, Thanks, Will. Uh, Nick DeSimone, what's going on, Nick? Maybe the best game of RJ's career. Again, I, I kind of wanted to say it at the top. Regular season game, right? Regular season game because stakes of, of playoffs are different. Um, I'm comfortable with it. Um, like I'll say this. I know how I feel right now, and I know I remember how I felt after the 46-point game in Miami two years ago. 
Um, I also know how I remember how I felt after the Bulls game uh, last year that they lost on the on the ridiculous uh, Brunson and Grimes missed free throws at the end that the Rosen game winner. Um, those both of those were RJ forty point games. I'm pretty sure that the Bulls game was a forty point game, but he, whatever. He scored a lot of points and he looked like. RJ has been in command of his offense from a shot making standpoint before. This was different, man. This was a different animal. So again, my favorite of RJ's games. Watching it's the last ten seconds of overtime in Toronto. Oh my god! Oh, the Raptors. Raptors look like they're going to gift the Bulls a win. That's a shame. Oh my god! Oh dear. I actually misread this. So I'm watching Bulls Raptors. I misread the score for a second. I thought the Bulls were up by two. The Raptors had the ball and they got a turnover. It's it, the Bulls were actually down by two. The turnover. This was this is straight out of the Knicks freaking game. The turnover led to a Bulls fast break and uh, uh, Zach Levine actually made a really nice pass to Alex Caruso in the corner. Hit a three and the Bulls are now up by one. Uh, two seconds left in overtime. Someone's going to be heartbroken. Um, so uh, let me finish reading Nick's comment. Uh, nothing forced, sick passes, confident, efficient. Like, what am I seeing early from him? Yeah, we've talked about it. We know what we're seeing. We're seeing the growth of a player who a lot of people, including me, were too quick to uh, write off as just being another guy. He doesn't look like another guy right now. Thanks, Nick. Hush, what's going on? Did we just witness RJ Barrett finally figuring it out? I love where this is all going. I love when friends agree. I know he's had 40 best. Uh, this is like, again, I love when this happens. It happens once a post game where I'll say something and then a comment will be like, oh, you said it. I know he's had 40 uh, point games before in his playoff games. But wow, he's really impressed me tonight. Amen to that. Amen to that. Absolutely. Thanks, Hush. Appreciate you, man. Yasso focused. Uh, quickly going four for 14 isn't missing a couple. Yeah, you know, okay, that's fine. I don't know why you're hating on quickly, by the way. Like, this is this is skirting on a little bit of, I don't know what this is. It's, not, not, it's icky. Four for 14, yes. He missed a bunch of shots. And he had some bad turnovers. But quickly, Emmanuel, quickly, the reason you're always going to give him the benefit of the doubt is because he adds so much more to a game than shows up on the box score. Like, I could point to... A bunch of four for 14 or similar shooting games from Emmanuel quickly where Emmanuel quickly was absolutely a positive difference maker in a game. So, you know, just saying that he was four for 14, I, I misspoken when I said he missed a couple shots, but like, you know, quick to me, the point, the times where I get aggravated with quick shooting are when I feel like he, and he doesn't do that that often, but he does sometimes is when he will just take bad shots there was maybe a bad shot that he took tonight, but I thought by and large his shot selection was fine. So, yeah, he missed a few. He usually, will make. I I don't mind. Meanwhile, my God, um, I'm getting a. I'm seeing a tweet. This is this is the only bummer about doing these. It's like there's so much good NBA action going on right now. Luca apparently finished um, with forty nine nine and seven. Uh, and uh, the Mavs uh, beat Brooklyn, barely beat Brooklyn in their home opener. If I, if I, are we happy about that? Like, 
Brooklyn sucks. We hate Brooklyn. But now the Mavs are 2-0. I don't love that. Kind of. I, I kind of want to... You know what? I'm going to say it. I wish Brooklyn won, and I wish Luka would have lost after putting up 49-9-7. So, especially since it was the Mavs home opener. So I'm not happy with that result. I am, I am displeased. There was, there was less pleasure than there should be. Okay, what do we got next? Adam Heitner. What's going on, Adam? How are you? It seems like Randall isn't facing up defenders or driving to his left at all. Do you think it's worth noting or just early season getting into rhythm? Um, any, you could ask me literally anything. And if you give me a choice of early season getting into rhythm, I'm going to pick early season getting into rhythm. Um, I mean, he tried to, didn't he try to go left on the turnover at the end of the game, right? Uh, that was an ideal. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do think Randall is someone that tries to outthink the game sometimes. And like, I, you know, obviously everybody knows he, he's going to try to go left. And there has been no team, arguably no team in the league that has studied him more and studied his habits more and studied his patterns more than this Atlanta team. So if there was any team that he was going to try to 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 do a do a rope dope on you figured it was it was going to be this Hawks team so maybe that had a little something to do with it I don't know um I'm not I'm not I'm not worried at all um like Randall is such a gifted offensive player he's going to be fine that not not even remotely worried about Randall thanks Adam Stevens Stevens Giame man that's really kind of you thank you man first win of the season couldn't couldn't watch the game, had a gig, but glad we got the win nonetheless. Well, you should go back and rewatch this one. Now, knowing how it ended, this is a game that I would be like, yes, everyone should go rewatch this, this, whatever it is that is probably not going to wind up in the, uh, in the Louvre. Um, but yeah, thanks, Stevens. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. And I hope the gig went well. Um, Juanan, what's going on, my man? Juanan, our bench is elite. Uh, I want to see them become a little bit more cohesive. I want to see them become a little bit more cohesive, just a tad, tad more cohesive. Uh, in my humble opinion, that separates us from the rest of the tier two list uh, mentioned by the Jabroni Hawks fan in GMAC's pregame pod. Uh, do I want to comment? No, no, I don't think I will. Great game by Randall too. Shot was eh, and still made an impact. Um, what does that? I mean, you know, look, Boston and Milwaukee put them. They're in their own tier. Uh, I still think Cleveland should get the benefit of the doubt as having the best shot at the number three seed, even though they lost tonight. Uh, I thought Philly looked pretty good without Harden the other night. Um. But yeah, I mean the Knicks are the Knicks should be right there with with Cleveland and Philly. And is it their bench? Like why why should we have more confidence in like that that is their best strength? I mean it's a weird it's a weird thing to what I'm about to say is a weird thing to say after how that game ended, but I think where the Knicks have a leg up on all the all the other teams is like I do feel like they cross their T's and dot their I's 
more consistently than anybody else. And again, they obviously did not do that down the stretch of this game and they survived, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Could we, I mean, you could say that Emmanuel quickly is the best bench player on any of these tier two teams. Although uh, Bogdanovich would probably hear and you'd want to hear. He'd, he'd have an argument because he's, he's good. He, and dude shot the freaking lights out of the ball tonight. He was better than quickly by far. Um, I hope the bench becomes that. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel that way yet. I don't feel that way yet. I want the bench to get a little bit more cohesive together. Um, yeah. And also the other thing, the last thing is like, this is now, I think been two games. I think we saw this last game. Yeah, I think we saw this last game. So no, it has been two games where it's been like Randall plus bench. I don't, I know we saw that at the end of first quarters at the end of third quarters last year. I don't know how I feel about it with this group of guys. I kind of like, I kind of like Jalen and Julius going out together in the first quarter and I, I want this I want this bench unit to develop its own identity and really develop chemistry because I think they can on both ends of the floor. You know, Hardenstein, DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, you know, I, like we have I don't think we've seen the best of Hart and he kind of said it before the season started. He's like he kind of admitted to being exhausted. Um you know, with with quickly and RJ, like I, I want to see them develop more of a chemistry. So we're, we're, I think we'll get there, though. Thanks, you and I appreciate you, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, my main man. I've never been so pissed after an important win. Don't be pissed, man. Don't be pissed. You can't be pissed after a win. Win's a win, right? Win's a win's a win. Uh, maybe it's good. It's a back to back, so maybe they'll be crisp tomorrow. Finally, we back in the W column. Listen, like stuff like that. It's the as I'm squeezing my fidget toy. For anybody who wants a little behind the scenes, I have a fidget pig. You're looking at it on the YouTube screen right now. It's like a, it's not quite a stress ball, but it's one of those things that like the kids play with. And it's, I got one for myself because I need something to I don't know, occupy my attention. Um, again, it's the second game of the season. Like you're going to have, and this stuff happens to every team. 
doesn't matter who you coach by. doesn't matter who your players are. Like, we know the Knicks have closers. We know Jalen Brunson's a closer. We know RJ Barrett is a closer. Even though we didn't close this game, we know Emmanuel quickly is a closer. Um, he doesn't, he, he does not get this label, but like Julius Randle has been a closer, you know? So shit happens. It's okay. Live to see another day. Thanks, though. Hush zoo. Dante shutting up doubters tonight and showing why he got his money. Yes, because we should. It, God knows it was all a good use of our time to pay attention to people who were immediately uh, bashing the Dante DiVincenzo contract after one parentheses O-N-E close parentheses game. Um, no, DiVincenzo is a good basketball player. Like he's he's a bench player because, you know, he doesn't have the, maybe the consistency of the start of a starter or you know, quite that full skill set that you want him to be your starting two, but he's, he's a good player. Like everybody knows he's a good player. Great signing by the front office. What do you think is wrong with Randall? He looks off. I don't think he looks off. I think he's, you know, he's trying to adjust to his, his a role with a team that is, has some real talented guys on the ball. And I will give Randall all the credit in the world for that because I mean, I mean, forget about RJ. I mean, talk about a guy that I have bashed bashed in the past what Randall how Randall has continued to try to evolve his game and improve his game and improve his approach as each year has gone on I mean it's crazy man this is fifth year with the Knicks this is fifth year with the Knicks think about for that for a second and he's gotten better like I know he didn't get better from year two to year three but I still kind of blame, not fully, partially blame that on they they tried to introduce too many different pieces at once. And I, I don't think he adjusted to that well. And, and he has to own some of that. But like, by and large, how much he's gotten better and how much he's tried to do the right thing for the franchise, I think. Give him some credit. Thanks, Hush. Robert Cross. This message is for Frank from Patreon. Oh, dear. Let's start wars. Let's start wars on my post game. Robert. Do you want to ship the gummies now or later? It's an inside joke that I'm not going to elaborate on. Uh, RJ Barrett and co. Hashtag 53 wins. Thank you, Robert. Let's let's leave the gummy talk for after the post game. Uh, Hamdi, what's going on, Hamdi? I honestly like the rotation. Solid nine guys. Yeah, absolutely. Still have to clean a few things up, uh, but all nine can play well every night. Doesn't mean just scoring. It doesn't just mean scoring. Just play well. I see that as an advantage. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I kind of want to... I'm going to go back and I'm going to look and see how many assists that uh, they got in the first game on their made field goals. Cause tonight, so the final tally tonight was 30 assists on right. Yeah. 30 assists on 43 made field goals. That is. I love having a calculator on my phone. That's six. That's 70% assist percentage. That is, that's a number that would lead the league. 
That is an elite, 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 elite number. Um, obviously, it helped that they made a bunch of threes, but I think we all agree that their process was was very good. Um, in the first game, which again deserves all sorts of asterisks because like our best players are not making the shots that they usually make. They had 18 assists on 37 made field goals, which is more in line with what you usually see from the Knicks. That's a sub a sub 50% assist rate. Um, it'd be nice if we got closer to the the, the latter number, the 70%, right? Um, moving forward. I think they can. And I guess if there's one thing that I personally would be like most excited about moving forward through the rest of the season, it was it would be can the passing can the passing stay this way? That's what I want to see most. Cause that would be that. That's an off. That's a team you want to, that you're excited to watch. They're fun to watch. Thanks, Andy. Keith, what's going on, Keith? Also, um, what an encouraging RJ game. If he's hitting more than encouraging, if he's hitting those middies, like he did, he might really take the leap. Stitching, everybody has different definitions of what an RJ leap looks like, right? For me, it's a ball about the decision making and the passing. Got to hit threes, you know. Got to hit threes. The mid rangers were just like that was. I mean, the, almost literally icing on the cake, right? Icing on the cake. Uh, but I'll take him. I'm not going to turn him away. I'll tell you that much. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Dom Cappuccini. Oh, and kudos to Crow for knocking down those last two attempts that normally tighten my sphincter when it's on him at that moment. They needed all of it. They needed all of it. And I just, can I just make one more point? And it's funny, you know, the, the Knicks just tweeted out the final stat lines for the game. RJ's final stat line for this game is 26 points and six assists. If you just look at that, and I, I don't know how many rebounds he had, but but it doesn't really matter. Um, if you just looked at the stat line, you would not think this is one of the best games of RJ's career. The reason I get annoyed, I have gotten annoyed at, in the past of people making a huge deal over RJ's stat like his his counting stats is like you. I mean, you you have to watch the games. You just you don't get the full picture from watching if unless you watch the game. Just like tonight, it's like 26 and 6. Okay, whatever. All of us sitting here watching the game, we're all talking about, shit, it's just the best game he's ever had in his career, regular season-wise. So, public service announcement. Watch the games. That's all. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you. Busy! Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh, my goodness. I got to get Crow on the old shoulder for this one. There we go. Um, mistakes happen down the stretch. Players, uh, while playing, get caught in the moment and make mistakes. Completely agree. The coach, on the other hand, does not have the burden of playing and maybe should think to call a timeout if his players don't. I don't know that there was an obvious uh, opportunity to call a timeout at the end because timeout, to me, that would be more relevant if there was an instance where a guy got um, tied up or where he was being swarmed and the coach had a timeout in his back pocket and let it expire. The two big ones, the two big ones, right? Where, where, where are the balloons again? So weird. The two big ones we're keying in on, right? Are the Quentin Grimes turnover, which was just, that's on a wide open pass. Um, and then he made the stupid foul. And then the, 
the Brunson pass to RJ. I didn't think the Brunson pass to RJ. I didn't think R- Brunson was like swarmed and had to make a crazy pass. Um, I thought that was. He didn't even need to pick up his dribble. I, I want to go back and see if he did pick up his dribble, but I didn't think either of those was a timeout, an obvious timeout situation, at least to me. If you're talking about something else or you're saying like, should you just called another timeout to calm, calm his guys down? I mean, I didn't really, I don't know. I, I'll, we'll agree to disagree there, but I didn't, I didn't see anything where I was like, man, Tibbs really should use a timeout here. Thanks, busy. Dalski, RJ played 19 straight meaningful high stakes gritty basketball games before the start of this season. 11 playoff games and eight FIBA games. That brings maturity. Um, I mean, yes. The reason why that kind of caught me flat footed without an immediate response. I don't know that I'm going to be able to to verbalize this well, but like I've never I've never worried and maybe I should have maybe this was always it. I've never I've always kind of taken what you're saying, right? Where RJ has now been imbued with this something that can only come from going through the crucible, right? For me, I always kind of took for granted that that was ingrained in him perhaps more than any other young player entering the sport from an you know from an early age because we know from when he in the, what was it the under 18s, right? The the, the under 18 performance against Team USA, right? The Team Canada stuff. The fact that he was on like the the AAU circuit playing in big games there. The fact that he would, you know, we we always talk about the build for this and the who his dad is and how his dad trained him and all that. The fact that he had to go through that Duke season, which was arguably was is that the most watched and paid attention to college basketball team in the last 10 years? Probably. You know, so I guess what I'm saying is like logically what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. 11 playoff games, eight FIBA games gave, gave him something that he was maybe missing. And somehow that never, it never occurred to me before. So, I, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is bad job by me, but it's a fantastic point by you. It's a fantastic observation. Um, and maybe that is it. Maybe that's it. I don't, I don't know. I, I it's just weird. I never thought about it in the, in that way before, but you, Probably on something, right? Thanks, Delsky. Appreciate that. That's a great comment. It's a great comment. Uh, Hamdy, what's going on, Hamdy? Love that Randall didn't force it. Could RJ be our second best player? Wait and see. Uh, but what's the meme? Uh, the girl, the little girl. Why not both? Like, we don't, do we have to do the one, two, three thing? Like, t- to have three really, really good players, I, you know, I think Brunson's always going to be the number one, but like, if it's a world where we like, who's our second best player, Randall or RJ? Who cares, man? That's the fact. If that becomes a conversation, and uh, just excuse me, bad job by me, Emmanuel quickly, right? 
there's a lot of people out there who might say Emmanuel Quickly's their second best player. So the the fact that you know after Brunson, you know what what is Brunson? Is Brunson the fifteenth <clears throat> best best guy in the league? Best guy on a team? Is he the eighteenth best best guy on a team in the league? Is he the twentieth best best guy on a team in in the league? Probably somewhere in that range, right? 12 to 20, let's call it 12 to 21, 12 to 22, something like that. You know, how do you overcome that in a league that has historically been defined by how good is your best player? Uh, You do it when you have two or ideally three other guys on your team who, you know, are all in that conversation for who's second best. Good, good stuff, Andy. Josh, so focus. 33. That's, I don't know what this is. It says 33 ass. I know it's not 33 ass because they did not have ass can't mean assists because um, they had 30 assists. So I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, and it didn't look forced. Uh, top 10 offensive. Top 10 offense. Let's freaking go. Um. I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what this comment is saying. Sorry, Ja. Put it in the regular chat, and then maybe APJP can decipher. Thanks, Ja. Appreciate you as always. <clears throat> Busy with another one. In the spirit of leaving on a positive note, I uh, love Julius Randall doing the other stuff and staying positive even when things wasn't going his way. I also love the RJ game. I can't wait for Frank from Patreon apology tour. You better get the car revved up. Um, you know what's a moment I noticed from Julius tonight? It's maybe some some silly. He was heading back to the bench. He was exiting the game. Uh, I want to say in the second half, and some guys were coming in, and like, not that he like went out of his way to to give guys a high five, like as he was exiting, and they were coming in, or like they were maybe they weren't even coming in, maybe they were just giving him a high five. But it it really looked like he was like there are times when we see Julius where we know the body language is bad. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the that moment where he was going back to the to the huddle, his body language was very clearly good. And that tells you something that tells you, like, in a game in which he only took 10 shots. Julius Randle could still feel really good about what's going on, or at least that would that that is what I am drawing perhaps wildly a conclusion from based on that that what I saw on that clip. He seems like it's genuine for him right now. So uh totally, hundred percent. Uh love the comment here, busy. Thank you. Uh Hush Zoo, I hate the Hawks. Uh me too. Uh mostly because I think they're 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 good. Uh, I'm really impressed with Jalen Johnson in due time. Very good upgrade from Collins. Anyways, Brunson is Trey's father. Let's break and go next. Uh, Jalen Johnson's good. They got a good one there. You know, they got a, a, a Okongwu was a good pick. It's a crazy thing, man. They've done a lot of good stuff over the years. The Hawks like AJ Griffin. I know he didn't have a great game tonight, but he's good. I think Hunter's fine. Like they have a good team. And I, you know, people in terms of like referendum years, 
I think probably number one in ter- on the referendum year for, for this NBA season is probably Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and Trey Young might be number two, right? Because, again, watching this team, you know they're talented. Quinn Snyder, you know they're well coached. Like, the pieces kind of fit, I think. Like I was talking about on the halftime Zoom, like you look at their whole, they're basically up and down their roster. Like they have good defensive players. Capella's a good defensive player. DeJounte Murray's a good defensive player. Um, uh, uh, Hunter is a good defensive player. Like I thought Jalen Johnson was okay on defense tonight. You know, like they have good defenders. So I, I, I do really do feel like this year, this is a referendum year for Trey Young on like, what, what, what can you be? as a basketball team, if Trey Young is your best player. Um, But yeah, as an aside, I think I agree. Jalen Johnson's really good. 